0: what's going on guys uh dustin here from the Unsource of light conduct podcast we got ty on the other line uh we're excited to talk with you guys a little bit about what happened this week rivalry week you're
1: excited
0: I'm of not. course i'm excited <laughs> i can finally be excited after 12 long
1: years so i'm gonna be excited all right at- do you have a right to celebrate though when you didn't even think they were going to win i think if you, you have to actually think they're going to win to be able to celebrate well i told you i psychologically tell myself that they're going to
0: win every game so that i believe they're going to win every game even when they're not going to you know what i mean so yes i, I don't even know if that made sense but i thought they're going to win the game dang it so i'm excited um and yes i can be excited I'm excited about the fact that they broke the streak. They took you know that monkey off their back, right? Mm-hmm. Twelve years is a long time. Nine games is a long time. How old was how old were we 12 years ago? Uh,
1: 14.
0: Sorry. See, that's all I'm saying. Like here we are. It's a new time. It's exciting time for BYU uh, fans, right? Join the big 12. Finally, Finally yeah,
1: finally beat Utah. Things are turning around. I'm excited. So I actually thought of this today. I was I was sitting there thinking about BYU in the Big Twelve, right? Oklahoma gone, Texas gone, and I was like, BYU is going to win a freaking conference championship before Utah. (laughs) I was like, who, who's going to stand in their way? Right? It's like, okay, TCU is there. Okay, you know, Baylor's, eh, you know, and Oklahoma State is. Eh, you know but I was like they're gonna freaking win the win a conference championship before Utah I know it
0: I I don't know dude like I you got to remember who's on the other side of this right Cincinnati's legit UCF has been good in recent years even though we clapped
1: them last year which was awesome okay but if you were in the neutral field BYU UCF who would you pick today BYU of course I really do no okay okay so that's the state and wins, BYU, Kansas State. Yeah, I'm. I'm in, start oh, in Big Twelve. Hundred percent. Yeah, BYU, BYU, Houston, BYU. We did it last year. BYU, Baylor at
0: Houston. We did it at Houston last year. Yep. Uh, Baylor. Well, we do play them this year, so we'll see.
1: Baylor will have Charlie Brewer. <laughs> uh, BYU. Uh, BYU, TCU.
0: I think that's a toss up. TCU's yeah. got some athletes, man, even when they're not that good. Yeah. And they get State,
1: that might be another toss up. And really, dude, I feel like your only challenge is, yeah, Cincinnati, TCU, Oklahoma State. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's, but it's the same
0: thing in the Pac 12. Like half the teams in the Pac 12 are garbage every year. It just depends on the year. It's like people take turns having a good year. Like, if you look at... Oh, now I need to pull up the conference. Washington is trash this year. Washington State's... Eh. Uh, no, they're
1: trash. Utah State.
0: Okay, there you go. Cal, they suck. Stanford, they suck. UCLA's good, for one. Well, we think, so far, right? Still too early to yeah. know. I think they're but, legit. Is, is USC even good? No, I'm... I don't know. They've got athletes, right? They can go out and win a big game, then lose to somebody bad. Like, that's USC football these days, and they just fired Clay Helton. Yeah. So, uh, you know what I mean? Colorado, well, they hung with A&M, but Colorado's not going to really do anything. You know what I mean? So, it's like ASU could be a threat with Herm Edwards there.
1: Um, Like, ASU's good, but do you ever think of ASU as like, man, they're legit?
0: No. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. ASU, who would you compare ASU to in the Baylor. Big Baylor.
1: Baylor. Okay, Baylor.
0: That's what I'm saying. So, like, let's, PT, let's, let's, let's be honest with ourselves here, okay? Outside of the SEC and maybe the Big Ten, the ACC's down. Clemson isn't Clemson, right? Like Trevor Lawrence Clemson, I should say. But, like, really... The other conferences have a lot of big-name brands that are not that good anymore, or are very inconsistent. There's not a lot of consistency across some of these big brands in these P5 conferences.
1: I'd almost put the ACC ahead of the Pac-12 and the Big 12 right now. The ACC? Yeah. Just... Because of who? Who? Well, I mean, okay. Say Utah plays Clemson. Who wins? Clemson, man. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. North Carolina, Utah, neutral field. Who wins? UNC's. Okay. I know they lost a game,
0: but UNC's got a lot of talent. I still take UNC. Utah, Virginia Tech.
1: Who wins? it up it... games, right? Yeah. It's very rare that you go. Oh, yeah, Utah's got that one. You know, M- Utah Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'll probably take Utah. Yeah, but there's not a lot. And I think that you know that's what I'm saying is the ACC. It's like kind of like the Pac-12. There's there's not a lot of good teams. They're all, yeah, you know, maybe you know if know. if they're on the win. And I think that's what it is. Pac-12 ACC. It's just kind of a back and forth thing. But it's just kind of like. I wouldn't ever want to bet money on any of those games. That's for sure. Right. Oh, that's that's what I'm saying, though. It's like
0: pretty much across every conference except for the SEC, everyone's going to beat each other. Everyone's going to cancel each other out. And then it's just going to be which team lost the least. Like, yeah. I mean, I know that's how it is normally, but it's normally like Clemson claps everybody in the ACC and they they just coast. You know what I mean? And they played yeah. Virginia and beat them by 60. Shout out to Bronco Mendenhall. They beat them by, like, 60 in the title. You know, it's, like, not even close.
1: hmm Like, the gap between one and two is, like, the gap between one and last place in another conference.
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. Ohio State in the Big Ten normally, like, come on. Even Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan, you know. Michigan State, like those teams, don't touch them. No, I agree. Totally, totally agree. Sense. So, but I feel like in the Pac-12 and the Big 12, there isn't a team like that currently.
1: No, no, and and
0: you know what they? I mean, with Oklahoma and Texas gone, well, Texas is a joke. Oklahoma gone in the Big 12. There's there's not a team like that.
1: No, there's not, and that's why. I don't need your seat to do something, you know. This yeah. this next head coach, whoever it is, Kalani Sataki. Um, <laughs> heck no, nah, dude. Don't ask that. Maybe they'll go hire Gary Anderson. But um <laughs> whoever it is, like this has to be it. This has to be a hit. Yeah. They can't whiff on this. Yeah. You know, I think, I I read I that James Franklin. James Franklin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Mutual interest. Yeah. Yep. Who would you like to see USC get? James Franklin. That's who you'd like to go there? I, he. It seems like
0: there's – I didn't even know this until I started hearing rumors. Like, him and Penn State don't mesh very well. It sounds like they're having some issues over there, even with him competing. I mean, Penn State, ever since he's been there – and keep in mind, he started at Penn State after the whole freaking Sandusky incident, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he picked that program up off the dirt and they've been ranked in the top 15, top 10 every single year. Yeah. Top five, even. Yeah. They're, they're
1: always like number four when the playoff rankings come out. I mean, yeah. it was like, oh, Penn State, and then they lose. But,
0: but like he's just doing his
1: job, he's putting them in a position to win. I would like to see. Okay. I bet Urban Meyer's kicking himself right now. I bet Urban Meyer would have loved that job. He would have um, probably
0: come out and been like, "Oh, I've got health issues," and then retired.
1: And then two well, two weeks I mean, later, he's like, "Well, so much more with that. recruiting, you know." There's all that stuff, and the NFL, you can just kind of sit at home, watch, you know, film, get your game plan ready. It's so different, you know. Right. Um, but taking Urban Meyer off the table, what if what if uh, Mario Cristobal from Oregon? Went down there to USC and took that job. I don't think he's going to leave. You don't think he'll leave Phil Knight? No. I mean, he just beat Ohio State. Yeah. But there's just such a difference. If you get USC football, Uh, a glory days where you're competing for that playoff spot or you get them to the playoffs, wouldn't that just be so much more... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like satisfying than if you're like, oh yeah, Oregon is headed to the playoffs, you know? Yeah. But like, like
0: I you gotta look at it from like a business move too. It's like well, if it's a business it, move,
1: then you definitely go.
0: But I feel like it's a lateral move. Like Oregon has a big brand. You know, maybe not USC, but it's still Oregon. You know what I mean? Like, they're highly respected in the sports world for a lot of reasons.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's probably more security there, you know, where he's looking at how many coaches, you know, the coaching carousel going on down at USC. And he's like, why would I leave this secure job? Go down there. Yeah. Well, they kept
0: Clay Helton for way too long, so – why don't you just fire that guy in the offseason? Why did they wait? They should have fired him after BYU beat him in 2019. Oh, my gosh. That was like not. the second game of the season. Yeah. And Zach Wilson was playing injured.
1: I have had that game, though.
0: No. Oh, yeah, I remember. I have a video, video. You showed me.
1: <laughs> Everyone rushing the field. God, is that just a tradition? You beat a team, you just Russia field, and I was just sitting there in the bleachers all by myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I don't know. It's the it's the ranked P five thing. I yeah. guess I don't know. Um. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot going on. So, let's talk about the game. I know okay. you don't want. I know you don't want to talk about the game, but we got to talk about the game. No, we're, we own it. Okay. You've got to own it because I've had to own up to freaking nine horrible performances. So, okay, not all of them are horrible. But <laughs> nine, nine losses.
1: Yeah, I'm ready to own it. Yeah, play it on me.
0: Alright, so I was looking at this prior to jumping on here. couple of things that stuck out to me. Okay. First thing, um, was this. This is huge. Third down efficiency. Utah converted on two of nine.
1: Nice. BYU.
0: Okay. Here's another stat for you. BYU converted on 11 of 19. Yeah. So Utah forced BYU into third down many, many times, but BYU converted time and time again it felt like, maybe you could tell me what your thoughts are, being on the other side. I felt like we had the ball the whole freaking game. Yeah, what's the time of possession on that game?
1: I don't have that stuff. That,
0: that was the other thing I was going to throw at you. 35 minutes, 26 seconds in favor of BYU to twenty-four thirty-four. 34 Huh. Utah. So it's not like, well, like I guess that is, that, that is is that 11 minutes. That's, that's quite a quarter, almost. Yeah. So that... I mean, BYU held the football. They controlled the football the whole game.
1: So, here's some stats that stand out to me, and I think I have a read. These stats were this way. So, the Utes sacked BYU zero times. Mm-hmm. I was going to throw that one at you too. And they forced zero turnovers. Okay. So we can we can blame the offense. A lot. Play calling. But let's go back to week one. Weber State, Utah. I was at that game. And the buddy I was sitting with, I said, I just don't see a lot of urgency from Utah's defense. I see a lot of lackadaisical effort. And then Weber gets down to first and goal. I was like, where's that been? You know, it was like a light switch. Mm -hmm. And I think that bad habits... Trans, trans uh, transferred into week two against BYU, where again, there wasn't that urgency. It's like 3rd and 11, and it's like, eh, you know? Not, sa- sa- not sa- forcing sa- those turnovers. Wouldn't it have been huge if, if we could have just forced one turnover in, you know, when BYU had the ball deep in Utah territory and we get the ball on the 30-yard line?
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? So we we talked about this last week, right It's like if BYU wants to win this game they got to win the turnover um, competition right yeah in 20 in 2016 BYU won the turnover battle they had a turnover they threw a pick six they had a turnover but they still forced more turnovers than they had and they lost in overtime right like they definitely had a chance to win that game. This game, they didn't have a single turnover, and they won the game. Yeah, go figure, right? And I agree with you. I felt like, like Utah, um, they were a little complacent defensively. They gave Jaron Hall some time, but the other side of it is, and this is something that I've had to learn to do. That's kind of hard. Is in in you know giving Jaron credit, Jaron we know is a dual threat quarterback. So if you're going to pressure him, he's just going to run. Yeah. And he did that. In fact, I haven't been able to go back and watch the game at home, but he broke off like that 40, 50 yard run at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't get to see the sideline. I know he stepped out, but I wanted to see how close he was, but like, he'll do that to you. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of hard to defend a quarterback that's talented on both sides, he can run and he can throw. Taysom Hill couldn't throw very well, but he could run. Uh, Zach Wilson, he could do both, but not as well as Jaron. Jaron can do both, can't throw as well as Zach, but he's pretty balanced. He's like the more balanced version of the two. Uh, Zach just, you know,
1: Zach did what Zach did last year, but I think with with Taysom Hill. Utah it's like, okay, this guy's a dual threat. He's going to run it. And you probably throw out a spy out there, right? Yeah. I never saw a spy.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't. I think they totally underestimated Jaron Hall's ability to run. I don't think they game planned for it. I really don't. Yeah. I think they game planned for dropping back in the coverage. Um, you know, probably trying to stop the run. But I don't think they planned at all. Yeah. Hall running. And, and there were times on third down when it's like alright what are they doing and it's like Jaron Hall's keeping this they're going to keep the ball in the best players hands and they would and that Utah didn't even think about trying to get him mm-hmm. I feel like that's one where it's just like you got to get a spy on this guy you got to know he's not giving up the ball yeah um, just just one of those things where BYU was so much more prepared way out coach you know just raving the announcers were raving about BYU's defensive schemes where they were confusing Charlie Brewer so much about are they blitzing and I'm then skies the and then just blitzing on first down, which is you know not a very common thing to do. And they threw Brewer off big time. Yeah. Just- the, funny,
0: the funny thing about that is uh, uh, Tuiaki, BYU's defensive coordinator, caught a lot of flack the last couple of years, like back in 2019, they would never blitz. They would just sit back and like force quarterbacks to like make mistakes. And BYU had a ton of interceptions that year, but they had hardly any sacks and people are complaining about it. Like, well, it's give or take. Right. Yeah. But it didn't always work. Like, like I remember against Washington, they had uh, what's his name? Eason. Right. Yeah. Back there. Transfer from Georgia. And he picked us apart because he had all day to just sit there. And he's like, at the time they considered him like an NFL caliber player and all this stuff. And he just sat back and read the defense and picked us apart, you know, but here I'm like, man, Tuyaki, he's a good defensive coach and he's developed since then. Like he's learned to kind of mix up the schemes and, The thing that he's learned to do in the last two years specifically is, yeah, he's learned to bring the pressure. And I thought it was good that the Cougars decided to flip the switch back on Utah because Utah, if we look back at these last nine times before this that we played, they win all these games for the most part, not every year, off of the the errors, right? The yeah. pick sixes. I there was a pick six in every single one of those seasons up until this <laughs> this season. You know what I yeah. mean?
1: That's seven points. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Just given to that. It's
1: more than seven points. It's yeah, mental it's, yeah, training. Exactly. You know, it's, it's uh, exactly.
0: So yeah. they're like, we're gonna come out. We're gonna have. We're gonna be stronger mentally prepared for this game than them, and we're gonna flip the switch and turn the pressure on Utah, and we're gonna force them offensively to make errors right and like you said uh tuyaki brought a different scheme where he was like blitzing on first down and you know sitting guys back on in in coverage on random like he couldn't read what was going on and they would they brought the pressure a lot they were forcing charlie brewer to try and make plays and i
1: just yeah i don't think that they were prepared for that they This is what it comes down to, to me. You don't have like like a lot of games, you know, you have all this energy. You come out and then it kind of just fizzles out, you know? Yeah. BYU came out and they never stopped. Like, it was just a constant just on offense and defense. It was like, we're coming at you. And Utah was just kind of like, ah, (laughs) you know. You talk about urgency. They were urgent every play, Mm -hmm. every single play. Utah would be like, all right third and long, we better get this, you know? And Yeah. yeah. I, just, I, I was think it... Oh, go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say, I was disappointed in a lot of people. I was really disappointed in our receiver. Um, I apologize if I'm wrong, but when I was watching them, I was just kind of like, pick it up a notch, you know? Yeah. I thought I saw a lack of effort or urgency on their end as well. Yeah.
0: I, you know, yeah, this game, dude, the rivalry game is all a mental thing. Like, you have to be ready mentally. I think that's the number one thing because you could have a team that, you know, has all the talent in the world, but if another team comes in and they're prepared mentally for that game, anybody can win. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Um, I think it helped a ton too that the Nakua brothers played in this game. I mentioned that last <laughs> yeah. week, dude. I was like, I promise you, Puka and Samson coming in is going to be a game changer. They didn't put up flashy nice. numbers, but nope, they but made
1: some big plays. Puka had the third down catches, yeah. Samson had the touchdown, yep. Yeah, so that's all you need, dude. Samson,
0: oh man. It was cool being at the stadium because <clears throat> when BYU ran out onto the field, Samson was carrying the Ty Jordan flag. Yeah. And he ran over to the Utah sideline and, you know, he gave them the flag, dapped up a couple of his old buddies and like, like, you know, was like, uh oh, what did he do? He like made like, he like kissed and like, threw his hands out, you know, to all the fans over there, all the Utah fans and the team, mm-hmm. um, which you just don't see that, you know, kind of like this, like respect thing. Well, well like, there's a
1: the love. He was a walk on, you know that, right?
0: Yeah. No, I didn't know that. He, he
1: walked onto the U and was given scholarship. Ultimately, you know, we kind of. So I'm sure there's a lot gratitude in this heart, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. But it was also cool to see the flip side of it because, you know, if you understand the whole situation with the Nakua like they're at BYU because their dad wanted them to be there, you know, and their dad's since passed away, you know what I mean? Um, And that was like one of the things that he always wanted was his his sons to play there. And I know that for him, there was like this emotional thing. Um, And it was cool to see him like on the flip side, how much energy he brought and how like he wanted to get that game. You know what I mean? He had, like, a lot of investment emotionally in it. And so seeing him, like, be able to come out, perform the way that he did, be able to score,
1: um, it was cool. A lot of energy, you know, bringing that yeah. energy. And I'm, I'm sure the other people on BYU's team fed off that energy. Oh, yeah. You know, energies can just fight up. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what we're, we're cheering about, but, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so I, I think they made an impact on the field and on the sideline, you know, as just being there.
0: Yeah. I've never been, and I've been to a lot of freaking games, right? Season ticket older my whole life. I've never been to a football game louder than that game. Oof. The whole game. The whole game from way, an hour before kickoff, until an hour after the game ended.
1: Raining, you guys wanted that everything.
0: game. Like, BYU was going to win that game before the I game didn't started. I it so bad
1: this year. Why this year? Like, why did you just pick? All right, you know what? We got this. Yeah, here's the thing, dude. Like, What's the difference?
0: No, that's a... I mean, that's a good question. Is it,
1: coaching? Is this leadership within the team?
0: I think this has been something that's been building up for the last few years. Like, Kalani came in 2016. They had a good year. They were building off of you know these Bronco recruits and like just they barely came up short. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, game they should have won. You know what I mean? They Indeed. had the ball. They didn't convert. Like, Kalani wanted that game. If you remember on the sideline, he got on his first line conduct call. He's clear out on the field. He's shown a ton of emotion. He wanted that game. That team wanted it super bad. 2017 the entire program falls apart and then they're recovering ever since then and Kalani's like job was on the line you know what I mean people are like we this guy might not be the guy they fired Dentmer, which is huge because like
1: bring back bring bring back Bronco
0: yeah like saying all these things and and they've put in so much work so much time so much money into the program since then like, it's not even the same program. And you see where they've gotten, too. Like, the fact that they were able to get a Big 12 invite was huge. Um, huge momentum shifter to happen in literally two days before the game. Like, they are headed in the right direction. Um, I'm excited about it. I really do. I, I hope and pray that because of how things have gone in the last – Two years that this rivalry can be how it always was before. You know what I mean? Where it was like, it's a toss up. We don't know what's going to happen. Like somebody's winning it every other year. Yeah. Obvi- obviously, you know, I want BYU to go on a streak, but I love when it's competitive.
1: So I'm, I'm going to say this, and it's not a diss, okay? Okay. So, BYU. Say it again. BYU wins. They storm the field, right?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, be a top 25 team. Probably regularly you don't storm the field when you beat a 21-ranked team, right? Yeah. Um, and you beat Utah's arrival game. I get it. But what, what you th- hope is that that never happens again. What I mean by that is... Where BYU gets to the point where when you beat Utah or you beat a 21 ranked team, you're just kind of like, Yeah. Yeah, we're we're supposed to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Where it's like yes, that that's standard. yes, yeah. we beat them. When we beat a top five team, sure, we'll rush the field, but when it's anyone else, you know, this yeah. is where we're at now as a program. Right now, yes, you're coming from a few down years. And so when you make this step, it's exciting and you rush the film yeah. and you're, you know, it's all part of the process, but you want to get to the point where it's just kind of like, Nope, not good enough. Like, yep, that's great. That's what we do. Right. But next game, you know, <laughs> for I was, sure. I was, I was talking to someone about that and they're, they're like, Oh, you're, you're just, you're just a sore loser. You know, that they rushed the field, and I was like, no, like I will. To the point where it's like, no, that it doesn't mean as much to me anymore. You know, where it's like, we're supposed to do that yeah you know i mean
0: yeah it's tough because like i mean you and i both understand why they did it on saturday they had yes. one in 12 years yeah
1: and like i said it wasn't a this. i get it yeah i was I like a freaking teenager back then right <laughs> yeah.
0: but um i mean if we go back like the the usc game they beat them in overtime that's why people rush the field do i think they should have i'm not saying they should have or they shouldn't have but they beat them in overtime. It was a dramatic ending, right? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't I don't know how other schools do that
1: stuff. What, what about the when you Miss- beat unranked Mississippi State?
0: That was in double overtime. It was also it came down to the last play of the game. I think it's just an excitement thing. Like, BYU fans, I, I mean, we can't hide the fact that they love to rush the field, right? But every time that I've seen fans rush the field, it's because they won on the last play of the game. Like it was like some crazy throw, like Hail Mary or something. Yeah. Or like they're winning in overtime or double overtime or they beat a ranked opponent or they beat Utah. Right. It's like, I don't know. I I don't have a problem with it, but I, 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 I see what you're saying. Right. But there's always reasoning behind it. It's not like they're rushing the field – you know, after they win by 10 points against an unranked team or a or, or top 25 barely, like the 23-ranked the team in the country, it's like very last second. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, I agree with you. Like, I don't care to rush the field when we beat, even if it is an overtime, Mississippi State. Like, I don't care to rush the field when we Beat USC, who is barely like they ranked like nineteenth in the country. Like I don't care about that. I I I didn't even rush the field against Utah. You know, but I love that. I love when we rush the field against a top ten team. Right, mm-hmm. that all makes sense.
1: I that like that's but... kind of the cutoff point. Top yeah, we top yeah. ten team, you can go for it. Student section loves to rush of the field. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I can't
0: control that, but.
1: <clears throat> yeah, that's just anyway. a little thought on it I had well. was just kinda like yeah. you know, a compliment is where you get to the point where it's like us awesome. based on the field. Yeah. Not Hey, but reverse. Utah yeah.
0: rushed the field four times against BYU in twenty twelve. They gotta figure out when to rush the
1: field. <laughs> you gotta wait till it's don't, zero. Don't rush. <laughs> just don't rush the field unless it's a top ten team. <laughs> that's that's the rule. <laughs> we beat them? Yes, we won. All right. See you guys next year. You know, <laughs> uh, if BYU would have beat the 08 Utes, rush the field. Well, I guess I was in Salt Lake, so that would have been hard, but I was like, uh, I don't you know, know about that. You, <laughs> okay. Can road teams rush the field? I don't know if that's ever happened. I'm he was wasn't. in Salt Lake. And BYU wins, stay in the streak. The few fans are at Rice Eccles. No. Can you rush onto the field or is that like a... They wouldn't do it. <laughs> I feel like it'd be dangerous. I really do. It probably would. You'd be stopping.
0: Yeah, I legit think that there would be fans coming out ready to throw hands. Yeah. Because uh, it's that's like, that's point. disrespectful. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you know this, but back in 2010... Or 2011. When was that? Yeah, I think it was 2011. When you guys came into Provo and John White ran all over BYU, uh, a Utah player ran onto the Y with the Utah flag and went to throw it into the ground. And Kalani Sitake was coaching at the U, and he ran out and grabbed it from him and told him not to do that. Well, that's fair. fair. like told him to leave. Yeah. Granted, Kalani played at BYU, but he would still do that with any team, I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just who
1: Kalani is, but it's not the best look no that's what I'm saying is like, for me it's like I get the emotions in the game but for me it's like never too high never too high. yeah you gotta respect yeah and, and just have this- that respect you know it's so much easier said than done but just you win the game and it's like we expected to win We won- I'm speaking for Utah side in the normal year when we win Yes, we won. We're supposed to win. Heck of a game by BYU. They always push us. They always come out and bring their A game. It's always a battle. Gotta respect them. What's our next game? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think you need to get distracted, you know, as a player. Just be like, all right, well, how, how can I show some kind of disrespect? How can I go down in the history books of this rivalry of doing something stupid, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's happened on both sides. Like,
1: it's embarrassing. I
0: think back- Like Max Hole, when he said all that stupid crap in two thousand nine, I'm sure he feels stupid about it. You know what I mean? Like that's an embarrassing thing for the university, for the fans, you know. And then also Tyler Huntley two years ago when he's like they so poo poo. I'm like, how old are you, bro? Like I know you know the
1: funny thing about that though is how he edited it though, for BYU. But it's like like that's the funny part is that he edited it, for me. <laughs> that's. But I feel like I feel like clever. he just looks like a moron. No, I like, think. like it, I see him up there like, and he's like, he's a
0: ch- like. Think about a third party, right? Like they're like, okay, dude. Like they're probably just shaking their head, like, okay, all right? Like, like this whole rivalry is a joke. Is probably what people look at. It. Like so that's how know. I look at it. <laughs> so it's like. I don't know. I'm I'm just not. That's not my style for sure. It's yeah, like I, I want to take the win, and I'll go in my own locker room, and we'll party and have a great time. But I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna shake the other coach's hand. And we're gonna go our other way, the other way, and start prepping for the
1: next game. Yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you, and that. So that's where I wanted to talk about your next opponent. Now, okay. Okay. Um, I think ASU wins. Okay. Why? Never too high, never too low. I think you guys so high. high. Big twelve. Beating Utah. That's gonna be hard to just kind of come. And ASU's seems good. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. saying that you lay an egg and you lose fifty to zero. I mean you could lose forty four to forty two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but just those little, little mental laps that you might miss, those little attention to details because you're still a little, you know, a little hyped up. So when you're practicing, maybe not practicing as hard, you know, you know what I mean, right? I feel yeah, more confident I'm saying sure. ASU wins this week than I felt saying Utah wins last week.
0: Yeah,
1: like, I feel I feel very confident in ASU winning. Like I'd be okay with BYU winning and. I'd actually rather them win because um, I think I, I dislike ASU more. But, uh, no, I, I think ASU wins, though.
0: Yeah, I I can see how they could, you know, they're clear up here, right? They're super high on themselves. They're really excited and how they could uh, come out underprepared, maybe overconfident, you know. Um, speaking of which, Jaden Daniels last week – I know it's UNLV, right? But regardless, 20 to 29, 175 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, ran for thirteen carries, 125 yards. Like seems like he's the heart and soul of that team and that he's legit, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, if BYU can contain him, I think they can win the game for sure. Um I here's the thing with BYU. I feel a little bit different about this team. I felt this way about last year's team. I feel like last year's team had a chip on their shoulder like that they they were a good football team. You know what I mean? Like They could compete with good schools and they were the real deal and they wanted to play their original schedule and then this year's team is like, hey, like the fact that we lost, you know, 70% of our production to the draft and to graduation, like that doesn't make us a bad team, right? Like we are a legit football team. We're going to come out and compete. Jaron Hall is going to be a great quarterback. We're going to win, you know, and they still have that. And here's the other thing I've noticed on social media here, people say that that players and coaches don't monitor social media, that's not true. That's not true. Maybe a head coach, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting here seeing Arizona State fans say, if our if our team plays at 50%, then we're going to win the game. And I'm like, bullshit. You come into Provo like that, you're going to get clapped.
1: Yeah, oh, I agree.
0: You know what I mean? Like, that place is going to be sold out again. Fans are going to be loud. It's going to be a factor. They're going to have to like they're gonna have to earn it if they're gonna win in Provo. I still I'm still heavy off of last week. I'm 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 optimistic about this team. I still think BYU wins. I think it'll be a close game, but I still I'm I think BYU is a good football team. I think Brent, they're I, legit.
1: Momentum it can push you forward. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you can write it, and you could just be like, it's not enough, and it's kind of like a, a drug almost, you know, and you're just like, yeah. like let's keep rolling. And I think that's what you saw last year. Yep. And maybe that's the case. This yeah. is probably possible. But I think it but was like, when the Gatorade got poured on Kalani, and I was like, these guys are too high right now.
0: <laughs> but here's the thing, dude. Like, I know for a fact that BYU – their goal this season, it's not like, oh, our end goal is to beat Utah. Like like I said, BYU, ever since last season ended and Zach Wilson got drafted, their goal is to come back this year and prove that they still had a good football team. Yeah, You know what I mean? They, they want to go out and have a winning record against P5 opponents. They want to go out and win tough
1: games. I, I bet. Love. You what? I bet they would love to go 5-0 and against the Pac-12 teams. Oh, 100%. 100%. For sure. No, I, I think there's still so. goals, and I don't think they're just like, yeah, we did our job. I just think they start missing out on details. that, yeah. And I think Utah probably did the same in arrogance, out of arrogance, you know? Mm-hmm we're not saying they weren't practicing hard, but maybe they weren't practicing as hard as they should have to prepare them for a team like BYU, you know? Right, right.
0: Well, here's the other side of things, right? So Utah's got San Diego State. Um, San Diego State last week put the beat down on Arizona, who BYU played the first game of the season. They outplayed Arizona compared to BYU. Um. They put up 35 points in the first half of the game. Wow.
1: So what are your thoughts on this game? Um, So here's the thing that I think is the season feels like it's over for Utah. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't even really begun. You know, like, obviously, like, it goes on your record and, like, loss is a loss, you know. But USC just lost a conference game. The Pac 12 sucks. If you want to win it, this is, you got to pull your head out. You know what I mean? Just as important as win and say, let's roll again. Utah has to be like, after a loss, let's go, you know? Let's get that urgency. Let's go out there. Let's pay attention and film. Let's work harder in practice. Let's beat San Diego State. Let's get ready for. Let's win the South, you know? Mm-hmm. So, with that game, you know, San Diego State, here's the thing. Before the season started, I had Utah losing two games, okay? And then losing the USC and San Diego State. <laughs> so What the heck? I was just like, you know, they have to... You know, it's one of those games where it's like, you know how you, you watch... ESPN and you, you're looking at the top 25 and like someone loses to someone that they shouldn't lose to. Uh-huh. Not like a ridiculous upset, you know, but just right. kind of like, a, oh, that's surprising. I was like, you know, let's uh, I think uh, San so. Diego State will beat them. Yeah. <laughs> well, when was the last time Utah lost back-to-back non-conference games? You'd know better than me. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I, I tried to think about it. I was like, when was the last time we lost in Hong Kong? Uh, Utah State. Let me you let me that?
0: Yeah, let me okay, we're gonna flip this the script here, right? So we're talking we've talked a whole bunch about BYU and, and where they're going this season and they're where they're going with the Big Twelve and all this. Well, I wanna I'm curious to hear from you, okay? And we'll keep talking about the SDSU thing. So Kyle Whittingham's been coaching at Utah since 2005. Mm-hmm. Realistically, you know, this is from an outsider perspective. 2019 was your season. That was your, your time to do something. Yeah. Where do you see Utah going from here under Whittingham? Do you see them having another team like that while he's still coaching?
1: I, or... think, I think you have five years max with Kyle Whittingham. So okay, and what, what does he do?
0: In I five think years. he's
1: I think he's Cal Whittingham for the rest of his tenure. Meaning He's pulling compe- a Bronco He's competitive. <laughs> okay. Competitive. He might win the South. Okay. But I I think I think that 2019 team was <sighs> I think that was the ceiling.
0: Yeah.
1: I really do. Yeah, Do you think think that's the ceiling of Utah football or do you think that was just the ceiling of Kyle Whittingham? Of Kyle Whittingham. And not to say that, like, when he retires, because I think he retires. But I think that when he retires, it's not like the next guy we come, you know, we hire, he comes in, and all of a sudden we're winning the pack. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying the next coach is as good as Kyle, because that would be tough. Yeah, I'm going to... I feel bad for whoever takes over for Coach Witt. I'm, I'm that serious. I'm not saying Kyle's holding us back. All I'm saying yeah. is Kyle Whittingham has a ceiling, but his ceiling is also higher than a lot of other people's ceiling. Yeah. Well, so, that's
0: the thing. A lot of Utah fans want him out and have wanted him out for years now. If
1: it was that five years ago. Yeah. But it's not like you know, you fire someone, and then, someone, you know, you go hard the next game. I was like, all right. And then, you know.
0: Dude.
1: Utah Unless we fans can get be careful with to come that. out retirement. <laughs> That'd be crazy.
0: I'd be scared. Um, Utah fans got to be careful with that, though, man. Like, Bronco hall everyone was, like, ready for him to go. That guy was winning 10, 11
1: games every season. Yeah, it's like – What do you want? Like, I get the high standards, and I understand, like, hey, we have a goal. You're not getting the job done. Yeah. But you also got to remember, it's like, yes, but he's doing a better job than anyone else could. He's at least putting you in a position to get that goal. And maybe you get a little luck on your side, and then you can do it. But without him, you're not even in that position, you know? do you think
0: that he wrote off of urban Meyer and what he did with the program? Or do you think that he kind of was able to put his own flavor on it and
1: like build his own. I I think it's all, I think it's all his own flavor. I think he learned things from urban for sure, Mm -hmm. but I think he instantly established this is how I do things, you know? So Urban Meyer
0: stays in Salt Lake instead of going to Florida, and he's still coaching in 2021. Compare him to Kyle, who's further ahead. What does the rivalry look like? What does Utah football have, you know, what have they accomplished?
1: Oh, we we win the Pac-12 multiple times. Our recruiting doesn't slow down ever. Urban meyer. he he's just different you know he he's he's a name he's a brand yeah. you know urban meyer walks through your front door you're instantly like okay i'm considering <laughs> yeah um but that's that that's based off of what
0: happened at florida and ohio state like yeah utah he had that oh four season but like if he would have stayed at utah would he be this urban
1: meyer he'd be Kyle no, Whittingham. No, of course not. You but he still mean? has that. No, but he saw that ability of coaching and recruiting that I think he get he gets Utah to a further step than Kyle Whittingham. Pass. Because do you remember 2014 or 2013, his first year at Ohio State, they go undefeated. Remember? But they're <laughs> ineligible. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that was like similar to the Penn State situation, just at the bottom, and he just comes in and goes, nope. That's how we do it. Yeah. Michigan was good that year. Yeah. Hey, really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but No, I think, you know, with this week, one, Utah says, or one, Utah's not very good. And you know, <laughs> and maybe maybe we win, you know, just because you know there's such a talent gap between us and San Diego State. Maybe we win just by that alone, or we respond and we're like, okay, as just as we thought. Phew, time to kick it up a gear, and we come <laughs> out and we just destroy them. And BYU was like, whoa, maybe we're better than we thought too, because we just beat <laughs> that team, you know. You're cheering for Utah. You're cheering for Utah right now. (laughs) Or it could
0: be that they're just deflated. I've seen that happen. Utah. Utah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, after they lost to Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game, remember them against Texas? Yeah, they got clapped. Oh, great. Embarrassing.
0: Yeah, very, very, very bad way to end a season. Mm Mm-hmm a great season, too. That's what's sad. Yep. Especially that season. You're right.
1: So you think Utah what? They win? Well, going off of my preseason prediction, no. I think they're going to lose. Score? I'm just curious. I think Utah loses 27-23. Wow. Where's the game at? San Diego State. Uh-oh. Okay.
0: I don't think that happens. Uh-oh. I think so how think the you'd...
1: turntables.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Utah's going to come out. They're going to be like let's pull our heads out. You know, we still got They're in the Pac-12, dude. You guys have so much to play for.
1: You know oh, what I, know. I mean?
0: Like Oregon loses a game, well, they're not even in your division. That doesn't freaking matter. Yeah, this matter. is an conference
1: game, though. Yeah. We can yeah. Lose yeah. This one.
0: Here's – yeah, UCLA, right? They're going to lose some games. I'm not convinced yet. I'm sorry. I'm not. I need to see more. UCLA comes out. They're going to lose a couple games. USC's not as good as they have been. Like, Utah wins the South. All of a sudden, they're back in the Pac-12
1: championship, and they have a chance to win. Yeah, and that's why I predict still – at the beginning of the year. And I, and I still think that can happen because we lose this non-conference game. We just can't lose those conference ones.
0: That's the hard thing, though, is can you lose your first – well, I guess they played Weaver, Outside of Weaver, your other two non-conference games in a row and then come out and win the South and go to the pac championship?
1: Can you do that mentally? I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> I see what you're coming from. Yes. But a team that goes one and two in the preseason normally doesn't do that. You know? Yeah. Yep.
0: Which is why I think they'll win, because they have to win. Mentally. They
1: have to win. There's a lot more at stake, yeah.
0: Yeah. This game is actually means a lot more so- than they think, uh, in my opinion. Let me ask you this then. Who has more on the line this week, Utah or BYU? Uh, dude, BYU, honestly, right now, they're just playing for fun. <laughs> they're just kidding. They're just it's like, <laughs> guys.
1: Two yeah, and they're, one, just printing their,
0: they're just printing off their Pac-12, or, I mean, their B- big 12
1: t-shirts.
0: And, and yeah, it's like two and one. one.
1: That's what we predicted at this point, you know? <laughs> yeah. We thought we would have lost Utah, though. (laughs) Like, like,
0: obviously they're they're excited, and you know, but everything they do now is just recruiting for twenty twenty three. That's really that's just my perspective. I obviously want them to win every single football play, but for me, I feel zero pressure being undefeated right now. Like, I, I feel zero pressure losing to Arizona State. I really do.
1: This this game is house money, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. This season, so, next season, we're just chilling, dude. So, let me go back to what I said earlier. Do these players on BYU have this same attitude? And is that no. why they're going to lose this game?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I think they've got they've got that chip on their shoulder. I'm not, you know, I, I won't go back on what like I really do believe like they're like, dude, Arizona State isn't taking BYU seriously, which you know is a reason? joke. Because it's like it's it's Arizona State's not Clemson. Like are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Yeah. BYU's not afraid of the Pac-Twelve. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like BYU, here's the thing. This is a team that was independent the last ten years. They literally were trying to schedule Alabama last season. They would have gotten clapped. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not afraid of Arizona State. You know? And and they're it's not even that. Like they want to go out and win. Mm-hmm. If you're undefeated, you want to go out and keep being undefeated. Like if you don't feel that way as a football player, you shouldn't
1: be playing football. Um uh, ESPN College Football Instagram page posts after each week. Is your team still undefeated? And it shows the, all the undefeated teams. Do you follow that page? Yeah, I do. And I was on there and I was like, how the heck is Utah on there? <laughs> 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 two teams. Why are they already not on there?
0: Yeah, it's probably kind of sick of me to, to say this, but I think it's only fair. (laughs) Like, dude, BYU fans have been through the freaking ringer the last 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think it's good every now and again to come back to earth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me ask you a question. I know that we're coming up on time. I have to ask you this question. I saw somebody tweet this earlier today on Twitter. It's BYU account. And I want to hear your thoughts as a Utah fan, okay? He said by the way, this is um, at BYU underscore game day, Adam Gibby. He said what advantages does Utah have left over BYU other than not having an honor code? At this point in time going forward with the Big 12
1: thing, all that. Well, uniforms (laughs) Um, okay. No, well, that's a toss-up, actually, because BYU has Nike.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I still roll with with BYU
1: yeah. on that. I really do. Um, it, you know, some things I think that come into play is who you also want to play against, you know? Right. Where it's like, oh, we could go first, like, UCLA, USC. That's pretty cool, you know? Right. Um, I guess what I'm saying is opponents because um, I feel like Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA, those are bigger opponent names. Rather, they're better, but at least their brand is bigger than in the Big 12 where you're like, well, who are we playing? Well, we got TCU, Oklahoma State. You know, not saying that first, but like the brand itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that would be one of the advantages if if that is one, but that one kind of comes to my mind. That's a great question, though. That's a great point, actually. And I totally agree with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, see, this is where I'm really excited. And this is why BYU fans are optimistic, right? Like, at the end of the day, everything comes down to like, here in Utah, it's like, who's got the better program? And Utah's definitely had the better program for a decade. It's not even close, right? With this happening, it's like, well, things might start going back to how they used to be where it's like it's a toss-up. Like, BYU starts getting, you know, better recruiting. They're still going to have the handicap of the honor code, but the honor code didn't stop them in the 80s and 90s. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) they they were getting recruits that they shouldn't have gotten. Jim McMahon should not have played for BYU. No. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, for multiple reasons. Yeah, for lots of reasons. We don't need to get into that. But I'm. that's why BYU fans are so excited about the future is because they're optimistic that the yin-yang is going to line up back to where it was before. Or maybe even – you don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe BYU takes a step forward and Utah takes a step back. Do I think Utah takes a step back? No. As long as Kyle Whittingham's there, who knows what happens with the next coach? But Kalani Satake is not going anywhere. I really don't think he's going to leave the program for USC or anything. You know,
1: what if like, he leaves for Utah? No way. <laughs> There's your question. Kyle leaves, he, Kalani takes it. Kalani will not. No. Yeah,
0: Kalani played at BYU. He's a BYU guy. That's 100%. That a pal. 100%. Oh, that's not the same. You know, that's not the same. No. Kyle Whitting, dude, Kyle Whittingham. The Whittinghams are attached to the U. Like it goes know. further back than that. The Whittingham don't. name is a Utah thing. Kyle Whittingham was the black sheep going to BYU. Don't,
1: the Whittingham Dad, don't, thing don't roll is it out.
0: A, I'm rolling it out because I'm speaking it into existence. Law of attraction. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, we've talked a lot. I hope you guys aren't bored of us. We'll get better. We promise.
1: I felt like we did better tonight. Great, great conversation. Great points brought up. You bring up a lot of good points. The like, call oh, that one at the end of just like what advantages does Utah? Have? That's gonna bug me because I'm like, oh crap.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna ask it again next week because I want to know. Yeah. If there's I... anything else that came. I'm to gonna mind. think about that. That was. Well done. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> I I mean credit to Adam Gibby. Sorry, I don't really know this guy, I just follow him. Credit to him on the question.
1: I'm gonna I like, think hey, back.
0: That I was like this question's too good for Twitter,
1: honestly. Oh, should be Sports Center's top story tomorrow. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: I'll give you one of the uh, comments and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Oh, this is from George Q. Cannon. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Good know You're still alive. Anyway, (laughs) his response, he said they have a tenured coach and a decade of fairly consistent results. They've consistently put people in the NFL Salt Lake City is arguably a nice place to live over Provo for some. Okay, <laughs> not knocking the Big Twelve not cities. Not necessarily college. I know. I'm like that doesn't really matter for yeah. college athletes. Look at look at Norman, Oklahoma. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, not knocking the Big Twelve cities, but he away, are
1: he away
0: His away games in the Pac-12 are at most desirable places.
1: So that's kind of what I said too, huh? And I almost forgot
0: the Pac-12 has that amazing seafood sponsorship. <laughs> there you go. The food,
1: the food for road. <laughs> oh
0: man, it, players don't care about that though. They're food just for road to... I
1: don't know. That could be the same. No, practice. I'm
0: not. I'm not saying the food thing. It's like it's it doesn't even matter where you're at in Utah. Like some kid from Southern California. Let's even think some kid from Orlando, Florida. Even stepping foot in the state of Utah is absurd to all of his friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: There's not that big of a difference between Provo and Salt Lake geographically. No. Seriously, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to dwell on
0: that. Uh, anyway. Well, cool. We appreciate you guys. We will keep pushing stuff out. It looks like, I mean, we mentioned we were going to start doing this on Wednesdays, but. We've done it on Thursday twice now. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Looks like Thursday's our day, so which is good. It's closer to game day. gives it gives us more time to talk about it right before it happens. I'm excited. I'm excited for this weekend. There's some good games going on around the country, so should be good.
1: Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. Uh, Tigers are Auburn's going to win. Okay, Tyler called
0: it. Tigers over the Nittany Lions. We'll see what happens. Go Tigers. (laughs) All right, Tigers, but
1: All right man.
0: Okay. Peace out, Girl Scout. (laughs) See you guys. See ya.